0: The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.
1: A very pleasant welcome to you. Thank you for joining us on Grace in Focus from the Grace Evangelical Society. David Renfro, Ken Yates, and Bob Wilkin continue in the Book of Joel. And if you've missed the series so far, you can go back three episodes. You can pick up those episodes on faithalone.org or anywhere where you get your podcasts. Today, Sin Brings Judgment, destruction, and human suffering. In fact, the whole creation suffers. Those in sin need to cry out to God, to repent, to desire God's mercy. I hope that you'll stay tuned and be encouraged and perhaps exhorted by this episode just ahead. Faithalone.org is our website to which you are always invited. There are many great resources, articles, books, videos, blogs, And our quarterly magazine, which has a free subscription to those who live in the lower 48 United States. It's a physical subscription. It actually comes to your mailbox and all others can access it online for free as well. I also want to mention, need to mention our Grace Evangelical Society National Conference 2023. It's coming up in May, May the 22nd through the 25th. So go to our website, faithalone.org and find out all about it. Get registered and plan to attend. This year, our theme is Vital Free Grace Issues. There will be 20 or so great speakers, plenary sessions, breakout sessions, and lots of great times because it's going to be held at Camp Copas in Denton, Texas, a beautiful camp with hotels right on site. So go to our website, faithalone.org, find out about it, get registered, and we will see you in May, May the 22nd through the 25th. Alright, here are David, Ken, and Bob with the discussion portion of today's episode, Studying the Book of Joel.
2: David, we ended in one ten of Joel, and we're in this section where we're dealing with the call to mourn, which is going to open up in verse 14 in the call to repent. And then we're going to talk in the last six verses of chapter one with the
0: significance of the plague. So as you're seeing in in chapter one, he addresses different groups of people. Starting in verse 11, it's farmers. Look what he says. Be ashamed, you farmers. Well, you vine dressers for the wheat and the barley, the harvest of the field has perished. And guess what he's implying there? Their products, their grain, their grapes and everything. Why did they perish? Because they're sinning. Yes. And see, he goes in vivid description in verse 12. The vine is dried up. The fig trees withered. Pomegranate tree, the palm tree, the apple tree, all the trees of the field are withered. Why? They got eat up, as we say here in Texas. Surely joy has withered away from the sons of men. Yes. Especially in the context of the Mosaic law. If you go back and read Deuteronomy, guess what the Lord promises? If you're faithful, blessing will come. You will have no need. I'll take care of all that. It's like the Lord is saying, and I think He says this to His people today: Just do what I tell you to do, and I'll take care of the rest. Yeah, that's what He told Israel, but Israel said, "What? I've got We've a better, got a better, better idea." idea. <laughs> yeah, and that's why they are suffering because there is no better idea than total dependence upon the Lord and faith that He is. And this is one thing I learned from Exodus, the three major roles that the Lord did with Israel in the Exodus. He was their deliverer, he was their protector, and he was their provider. Has that changed? No.
2: The Father does all those things for his people. Yeah.
0: I'll give you an example. You know, he delivered Israel from slavery in Egypt. What he delivered us from, what does the New Testament slavery say? Slavery to sin. Slavery to sin. And he promises to protect And he promises to provide. And he promises his presence. I will be with you always.
2: Now, by the way, on the slavery to sin, it's a tricky thing because on the one hand, he has set us free from slavery to sin in our position. Right. But he did say in John chapter 8, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. So even though we're already set free in our position to be set free in our experience, we must know the truth. And you see that in Romans chapter six, walk by the spirit. Yeah, you've got to walk by the spirit in order to experience the freedom we have in Christ.
0: And I think this is clear even in this passage. It's your choice. Yeah, sure. You have to choose to walk by the spirit. Exactly. It's your choice. Unfortunately, so many believers these days are choosing to go with their quote, better idea. And that's why I think the book of Joel here is extremely relevant not only to our society, which has gone way away from the Lord, but even the church. Sure. People who should know better. Gird yourselves and lament, you priests. Wail who ministered before the altar. Isn't that a great way to do church? Can you imagine some <laughs> pastor going up there crying his eyes out? Yeah. So they go before the altar and they need to be crying. They need to be weeping through the night, through the night. Notice it says lie all night in sackcloth. What is sackcloth? It's a sign of mourning, a sign of grief. You who minister to my God. And oh, by the way, that's that Elohim that I was talking about Mm -hmm. for the grain offering and the drink offering. And guess who controls the grain and drink Elohim Mm -hmm. because he created everything. Heavens and the earth grain offering and the drink offering are withheld from the house of your God. That's an incredibly sad statement, if you think about it. It is. And finally, in this section, the priests better lament. The farmers are in Mm -hmm. deep, serious trouble. People from all areas of society are in deep, serious trouble in one way or the other. But guess what? The priests are, too. So there is not one person in the entire nation of Israel that's not deeply affected by this judgment. Right. Based upon what he just said in these verses, 2 through 13... Now there's the call in verse 14 to repent, consecrate a fast, call a sacred assembly, gather the elders, the rulers of the people and all the inhabitants into the house of the Lord, your God, and cry out to the Lord. This crying out is not praise. It's I'm in deep, serious trouble, Lord. What I think is interesting in verse 14, he called people to repent. What he says there is consecrate the fast go to the Lord. If you think about it, that's very profound. If you're a culture that says, I'm going to worship the Lord, but I'm going to also worship Baal, Astarte, and maybe a couple of Egyptian gods and goddesses thrown in, and goodness knows what else. Where do you go for help? You go to the one true God, the one that can actually do something about it. The others don't exist, therefore they're powerless. Right. And that's why I think there's this cry out to the Lord, go into the house of the Lord, not into some pagan temple. Go to the Lord and cry out in repentance. And I've done something seriously wrong here.
2: So now in these last six verses for 15 to 20, is Joel telling them about the significance of what's happened?
0: One of the things that when we went through the Psalms, there was a category of Psalms called laments. Right. This is close to being a lament psalm in verses 15 through 20. We saw this in Habakkuk. Habakkuk, actually, chapter 3 in Habakkuk is a psalm. You know, so not all, every psalm is in the book of Psalms. right? And I think this is kind of a lament psalm. Notice what he says in verse 15. Alas for the day, and here, oh, looky here, for the day of the Lord is at hand, meaning it's near. Right. It shall come as destruction from the Almighty. And, folks, that's exactly what, if you go back, it's a very depressing chapter to read. It's really long and depressing. Deuteronomy 28. Yes. If the people fall away, here's what's going to happen. And there's a lot of curses. There's a few blessings in Deuteronomy 28. Right. But there's like four times, five times as many curses because guess what? You and I as humans are bent toward rebellion. And so there needs to be that many more just to break through our thick skulls, you know, that this is really important stuff. And so what Joel is saying here is the destruction is from the Almighty, but it was in the law. It's been since Moses that this principle, if the people go away and they follow after other gods, guess what the Lord's going to do? He's going to judge. Oh, and by the way, there's a very interesting wordplay here. Notice the phrase at the end of the verse, destruction from the Almighty. The word destruction is pronounced showed. Almighty is Shaddai. Showed from the Shaddai. Yeah, it's showed from the Shaddai, destruction from the Almighty. Now, why in the world would Joel do that? Like, oh, look how clever I am. No, it's for memorization. It's to allow people to remember. Oh, what did Joel say? Showed. Meshaddai, destruction from the Almighty. Remember, there's the famous name for God, El Shaddai.
2: So basically, from 16 to 20, he's kind of recounting all these problems,
0: the food
2: being cut off, joy and gladness from the
0: house of our God. In other words, if you read the plagues on Egypt, guess what happened to the Egyptian agricultural system? Same thing? Sure. Squashed like a bug like a duck on a june bug, and
2: i i'm reminded of jonah when nineveh repented and even the animals put sackcloth on the right, animals right. you know and so this is a graphic picture that the land is under mourning
0: well now. look at verse 18 how the animals groan. yes humans are suffering horribly but not only that is all of his creation the other forms of life in the land are suffering
2: and by the way even though this is poetry that's probably literal.
0: Oh, yeah. I absolutely. mean, animals
2: can cry out to the creator, and they know the creator.
0: So at the end of chapter one, you have a prayer by Joel in verses 19 and 20. Notice it says, oh, Lord, to you. But the Hebrew is, I think, more descri- I wish these English translations would do a little more Hebrew yeah. word order, because it literally says, to you, O Lord, to you is emphatic, because it's at the very beginning of the sentence. To you, O Lord, I cry out. And he's representing the
2: nation, right? He's, yes. He's, he's, he's taking that mantle on himself. Exactly. He, it's almost priest. like
0: he's, a, he's their intercessor. Sure. You know, And he goes through the description to the Lord, as if the Lord doesn't know. Fires devoured the open pastures. Flame burned all the trees. There's judgment everywhere. There's absolute destruction.
2: And so, there is a call to repent,
0: to cry out to God. And even not only that, notice it says in verse 20, The beasts of the field also cry out to you, because they have literally, they have nothing to drink, nothing to eat.
2: Well, thank you so much. Thank you for each of you tuning in, and we hope you're getting blessed by this good discussion of Joel, which is very relevant for today. Mm -hmm. And keep grace grace in
0: focus.
1: Zane Hodges' excellent commentary on Romans, entitled Romans Deliverance from Wrath, Is available right now on our website faithalone.org. Get half price through February 28th, 2023, when you use the code word Romans. That's faithalone.org. Would you like to deepen your understanding of Scripture and the Christian life? Well, a great place to start is our website. It's faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. We've got all kinds of free materials on the site available for you. One of those which is extremely popular is our magazine, Grace in Focus. It comes out six times a year. It's full color, easy to read, and people are really growing who read it. So stop by and get a free subscription at faithalone.org. We would like to thank all of our financial partners who help us keep this show going. All gifts are tax deductible and very much appreciated. If you'd like to find out how you can be a financial partner, visit us at faithalone.org. We are so happy when we hear from listeners. Maybe you've got a question or comment or feedback. If so, please send us a message. Here's our email address. It's radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. On the next episode of Grace in Focus, we continue our study in the book of Joel, looking at chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. Please join us. This is the Grace Evangelical Society reminding you to always keep grace in focus. The preceding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.